guys, welcome to Basically Minimal. If you're trying to sell all your belongings and live in a white house, this is probably not the podcast for you, but you could stay. However, if you're just trying to live an everyday basic life and clean some of your house, then you're in the right place. I'm Morgan, and I'm just a basic girl who drinks Starbucks daily, loves a clean house, and just trying to live a little bit more minimal. On my podcast, we'll talk about organization, cleaning, living intentionally, and just all the good stuff. New podcasts will be out every Monday. Take me with you and listen while you empty the dishwasher or fold a load of laundry or go on a walk. Have a great week. Hey guys, welcome back to Basically Minimal. Today is my first day back at work. So if you're new here, I'm a kindergarten teacher, which I absolutely adore. I taught second grade for a few years, which was fun, but there's just something magical about kindergarten. And my teaching partners, Sherry and Sharon, they always crack up because one of the reasons why I wanted to go back to kindergarten, so I taught kindergarten, then I taught second, then I wanted to go back. And um, one of the reasons was because when you tell people you teach second grade, they're just like, Oh, but when you tell people you teach kindergarten, nine times out of ten, they're like, oh, <laughs> I know it's so dumb, but it does happen. And I feel like teaching kindergarten is different, and I like doing different things. So anyways, it's my first week back, and I decided that I wanted to talk about how I became a minimalist teacher. Now, trust me, I used to buy out of the Target dollar spot all the time. I used to be at the Dollar Tree looking in the teacher section, but not anymore. And it's not that I'm saying I don't spend a dime on my room anymore. Trust me, I do. But I'm just more mindful about it. So let's get started. But before I jump into the teacher zone, if you're listening and you're a mom or you work at a school or you have an office job or any profession or you're just at home, there could be tips for you in here too. Let's just rewind a few years back. So it's July. Target finally has their teacher dollar spot open. I buy 13 packs of mini erasers that include space, French bulldogs, frogs. I stock up on the clear name tag plates because they rock and I drop 90 bucks because that's how many I need to ensure that I have them for the next five years. I buy the rainbow star border because I could totally do a bulletin board in the hallway for a star student, mind you. I don't do star student. <laughs> I grab six little tin containers that are printed to look like notebook paper because that would be so cute to store pencils in. Six rainbow color trays, eight black trays because why not add to the 16 I already got last summer. Four baskets for each table. Cheap, dramatic play food for a set I've yet to create. Two lesson planners since I can't decide which format I like better even though I'll type out my weekly lesson plans. Three sets of spring scavenger hunt printables. Four sets of blank writing booklets in case I want to do a writing project with them. Ten packs of stickers because I may need them for a name activity. Hop, skip, and jump over to the actual school supplies. Grab the newest flare pens, a calendar planner, flower printed paper clips. Check out and repeat the next morning just in case they put out new stuff. And yes, I am not lying. This is how my brain used to work. That was my typical summer. Guess what, though? A bunch of that stuff just stayed in my month containers in the lockers. I would pull out the baseball Easter eggs every spring from Dollar Tree and be like, oh, I'll do a cute baseball station with these. Yep, nope, I literally never have. Why do we do this? I'm going to tell you. 
How do we change? Well, I'm also going to answer that. So of course my whole minimalism journey just meshed all together from my home life into my teacher life. But the overall is that I was just sick of the crap. I was sick of having all this stuff I never used and the kids didn't use. Now I really only keep things that we use, including books. If there's a book that I got out of a donation box five years ago just to grow my library, I donate it. If the kids don't read them, why keep them? I stock up on the books that they like. I know all books are good books, but I want them to actually like reading, and if I force them to look at old books that they don't like and they can't even read, well, you know how that will turn out. I feel like most teachers go through this or are going through this. We feel like we need to be prepared. We see Pinterest, we see Instagram, we see other teachers, and we want our kids to have the best of the best too, which is completely fine. I'm not stopping from doing my best to give my kids a magical kindergarten experience. However, there can be limits. I typically like to stock up as if there was a scarcity of all the fun teacher things I've ever seen. Well, come to find out, they just keep making the stuff. You can always find that stuff now. And we also have Amazon, and it's just a no-brainer. So just chill out, and when you do come to the day, you need rainbow lays for the last day of school, just prime them and you're good. No need to buy them at Party City in October for 40 cents and then shove them in a bag only to find them in July when school is far over. That would probably be my first tip, I guess. Buy as you need. Now, there's an exception to that. I'll give you an example. Every single year, I do Chicka Chicka Boo Boo. If you don't know what that is, it's a book about a palm tree where all the sneaky and bad lowercase letters don't listen and climb up a tree only to fall like their parents probably told them would happen 58 times. And then the uppercase letters come to the rescue. It's the cutest freaking book on the planet. Don't judge a book by a cover, you say? Well, judge this one. The aesthetically pleasing colors are just as joyful as the little catchy tune story. But anyways, I'm not sponsored by them, so back to the point. I will do lessons on this story every year until I die. So if I go to the store and I see sets of palm tree headbands for the kids, then yes, I'll buy those because guess what? They have a purpose. I will put those little headbands on my babe's heads and joyfully watch them light up, running around like little chicka chicka trees. I'll take the Instagram-worthy picture and my soul will be happy. But those baseball eggs I mentioned, mm, no. My soul isn't going to be singing for those because I never do anything about baseball. I had good intention buying those adorable baseball Easter eggs, but it felt so good to finally get rid of them this year. They're taking up space and I never did anything with them. So here's my next tip. Do not buy things for something you may do or may want to do. If you don't celebrate the home opener for your city's baseball team with a whole week dedicated to the love of the game, then you could skip the baseball eggs, like I should have before buying six packs of them. All this talk about finding random things I've never used leads me to my next tip. Don't use curtains. Curtains or covers are made to cover up areas where teachers shove things because we don't have time to play cleanup during the day. Get rid of them. Trust me, your life will be so much better. You will start having to make actual homes for everything and your kids will get used to it and they will know where everything goes. I do have three closets and two closed cabinets, but the one closet in my room is mainly for my kids. The one side I do hang up my coats on it, but then on the other side it's for them. It's their tissues, their sensory stuff, their games, like their indoor recess games and whatnot. And then my two closets in the hallway, I clean out once or twice a year. They have more like 
crafting stuff and stuff I don't use every day, but I have them pretty organized. And then the two clothes cabinets are up high in my room and I have just cleaning supplies in them like the Clorox wipes, the hand sanitizer, the extra tissues. Because the more you hide, the more you forget, which leads to more unused stuff and it's just a big snowball effect. So here's another tip. Dedicate a table to junk. Not your reading kidney bean table, just a random little fold-up table. If you're a teacher, you know your guided reading area has been taken over by crap once or twice or a million times. And if you have a dedicated space, then you know the stuff on there is to be put away or for something extra like a party day. And your actual spaces that have a different purpose, like small group teaching, don't get cluttered by all your crap. Going along with that is have a bin on your desk for random papers and then check it every couple days and put the stuff away. My last thing is to clean your desk every night. So when the kids leave, straighten up. Trust me, you will be so happy every morning starting out fresh. So that was my all over the place teacher brain episode. Long story short, don't buy things you don't actually need. Don't buy things for something you could possibly do in the future. Don't use closets or curtains to hide things. Have an area for random stuff because you know we all need an area for that. Get a bin for papers and letters and all the grading that you can resort to when you are looking for Steve's mom's letter that he's a bus rider. And straighten your home away from home before you leave. All right, that's it. If you're not a teacher, sorry, but I think some of these things could have overlapped with the mom profession or an office job or really anything. Wish me luck this week because kindergarten is wild, magical, but wild. And if you're feeling called to donate, I have Colin's Project Outrun link in the show notes. It's an organization that provides custom shoes to kids with cancer. And that is it. Bye.